0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Wednesday, May 18th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Scott Strandberg. Joining me in place of Matt is in Montreal. Scott, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Uh, really looking forward to talking over tomorrow's slate. It's, uh, it's a, we've, got a, we've got a big day of games tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. We're recording on uh, on Tuesday night, looking ahead to Wednesday, and uh, it we got these four awkward games in the afternoon, uh, which we can get out of the way, and then plenty of games in the evening. Yeah, it's definitely a, a full, interesting day. Um, Scott, did you watch much baseball on Tuesday? Is there anything you took away from Tuesday before we? I
1: did not get to watch a whole lot of baseball. I had an extremely busy evening, um, yeah. and with the lack of day games today, I was kind of left out on this one.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, the rundown of it is that, uh, Clayton Kershaw's really good. Um, Madison Bumgarner also pretty darn good. Uh, Chris Davis had three home runs. Yeah. Um, That,
1: that, that whole power explosion with the A's is crazy. I mean, it's not just him. It's him and, uh, Valencia Valencia, and, uh, Semyon do a degree too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They apparently it's a, it's a home run team a little bit, um, yeah, uh the the takeaway there, or then Chris Davis can run into one one time is Sean Tollison blew another save and he'd already been pretty bad. Um so if you're hearing this and you're in a league where you need saves, I, I haven't looked a lot into it, but I think the general gist is run out and grab Sam Dyson. If you're yeah. in a, in a place that you uh-huh. won't save, he's not great, but he's good enough, and probably where they're going. I mean, I
1: think the the writing was on the wall enough that um, yeah. I, I looked I looked last week to try to add Dyson in in one of my leagues, and he was already gone. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I was thinking? I I, I would I would have what a great <laughs> crazy Hollywood movie would Matt Bush's life be if he ended up somehow stumbling into the ninth inning? You know what? It looks like he can pitch. I mean, it's yeah, a reliever. He can. So
0: it's a reliever. So who knows what he's going to do next week? We have no right, real yeah. idea. But yeah. But it's not out of the question that he's like their closer in the second half. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't, real, I mean, Sean, Tolle- league,
1: Sean Tollison was their closer for a while. So why not Matt Bush? <laughs> if
0: you're in a real deep league and you want to look really clever, you can go grab uh, Matt Bush for sure. <laughs> Yeah, right now, go grab Dyson. Um, That's not really a DFS thing, but we talk about baseball every day. Good to get that out there for sure. Um, But, yeah, we're going to jump into Wednesday. So we got at least four games in the afternoon. We don't even have to do it by position. Um, Tom Kohler is going to Philadelphia against Jeremy Hellickson. Tom Kohler's been bad, so pick any Phillies hitters you trust. Yeah. Um, There's not a ton. I like Ryan Howard still to run into one. You know,
1: you can put together – I was looking at this. You can put together a mad cheap Phillies stack.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so maybe instead of going uh, that way, there's only eight pitchers going. Right. It's the only ones you probably want to go near are Verlander, Stephen Wright, or Rich Hill, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. Canada? I'm even not. I, I'm probably not. I'm going with Rich Hill or Justin Verlander. I'm not. I'm yeah. not trusting Wright because I God, I just hate picking guys playing against Kansas City. like we, yeah. We've talked about that before. Like, it just, ugh. Like, yeah. they can kind of go off any time. Yeah.
0: I, I don't think they're as bad as last year. I've been saying this. Both on the on the reliever side and on the hitter side, they're not as pesky as last year. They're still not a good matchup. Right, yeah. Kind of yeah. It's
1: not ideal. And, I mean, with Ian Kennedy going on either side, like, I'm still not entirely sold on Stephen Wright or Ian Kennedy. But, I mean... Yeah you know, it's not exactly going to be an easy win for Stephen Wright.
0: Yeah. I want to believe in him. I want him to be good. He He's fun. And I've talked plenty about how I love Rich Hill. I'm all in there. I mean,
1: um, I, I love Rich Hill too. I mean, honestly, tomorrow though, man. Is Verlander
0: the safe pitching option, basically?
1: I mean, he's been, not only is he safe, but his ceiling's pretty high. I mean, he's been racking up the strikeouts lately. Like, yeah. He's got, he's got, more strikeouts than innings so far this season. Um, and he's and the facing Twins the Twins, who, I mean, that is a dream matchup for Verlander. I mean, other than the clunker that Verlander had at Cleveland on May 3rd, yeah. Um, f- so five out of his last six starts, he's scored between 40 and 48 points on FanDuel. Like, that's, that's yeah. pretty – that's extreme consistency. So, yeah, he's definitely your safe option. But, I mean yeah. – Against the twins, there's some upside for him getting into the fifties there, you know, yeah. I mean yeah, this four game slate. I don't think that
0: many people do that. you can. it's fun, but you're just kind of throwing darts. i so. think there's
1: I think there's enough on this slate to make it worth playing. I think a lot of it a lot a lot of the reason I say that comes from the fact that you've got some good offenses on this slate, so not everybody's mm-hmm. gonna be on all the same guys. Yeah. um like we were just talking about how you could make uh, a really cheap Philly stack for this early slate um, I think you could make um similarly you can make a really cheap uh Oakland stack against Martin Perez you know those, good. right exactly and there's a lot of Oakland hitters like we were just talking about who I mean they're they're hot right now they're hitting home runs and yeah. uh, they're still not that expensive uh yeah. on on daily sites um you want uh, Valencia. You want Chris
0: Davis. You want Marcus Semien. Those right-handed yep. guys and lefties could do that to Martin Perez. So. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: I I I'm still not a believer in Jeremy Hellickson. So if you wanted, I mean, you could stack either side of that of that Marlins Phillies game if you wanted yep. to. Any and then, you want
0: against Ricky Malasco, Go yep. nuts. Yep.
1: Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's your expensive stack in the early goings. But yeah, uh, I think those are all definitely viable
0: options. Yep. So, all right, we won't spend too much time on that day one. This this evening stack is the the where the real slate is. Let's
1: oh, I will say one more thing on the sure. early one. Um, I noticed that Rich Hill is a really good bargain on DraftKings. Yeah. Um, on FanDuel, he's actually the most expensive pitcher of the early slate. That's weird. But right. on yeah, he's 9200 bucks on on FanDuel, but on DraftKings he's only 8000. He's kind of a hard guy to, to evaluate. I understand he's a, he is, he's a weird guy. But I mean, you look at his matchup tomorrow. He's pitching at home instead of instead of in Texas. So mm-hmm. you you like that. And then his opponent is Martin Perez. Yeah, I mean, you're
0: so, in the lineup. He's worried about Adrian Beltre. Is their big right hand? Yeah, guy.
1: actually, Adrian Beltre was the only ty- uh the only uh, Ranger that I wrote down for the entire early slate. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, I like that. He'll be fine. All right. In this evening slate, we got a ton of games to go into. Uh, yep. Lots to pick from. It's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll have plenty to say about uh, pitching when we get there, because there aren't that many aces today. Which no, there are not. Hitter options. So. And
1: the ones that there are have less than ideal matchups for yep. one reason or another that we'll get into. Yep. All right. So we're going to start at catcher
0: as we always do. Uh, Scott, who are you going with at catcher in the evening slate? You think?
1: You know what? I there's some good options here. Yeah. Um I you got to love Brian McCann against Shelby Miller in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I mean the Yankees the Yankees aren't hitting the lick but McCann still is. Um, yeah. He's fine. So, I trust him. And that yeah, in yeah, and, and that ballpark too against Shelby Miller who what his ERA is still probably in the 6th range, I would guess. He's broken. It looks yeah. bad. Um I like pretty much uh there's a lot of Cardinals that I like against Chris mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. I wrote this down for Chris Rusin. He has a four eight five ERA, and he's left-handed, and he's not great. He has not allowed a homer yet this year, which for a rocky starter is at least a little bit impressive. I'm trying to like give him a little tiny bit of credit. I'm not saying don't pick against him. I'm down to pick a lot of gardeners right, against him. Right. Uh, but I don't know. He's, he's
1: on the road. Uh, I'm down. See, so like Yadier Molina against him. Yeah, I think he's fine. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not like a exciting pick. And I mean, if if you're on DraftKings, I think you go. I think Molina's a lot more viable because he's five hundred bucks cheaper than McCann there. Mm-hmm. But on FanDuel there's a one hundred dollar difference, so go McCann yeah. on FanDuel. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: who else do you like a catcher?
1: Wilson Ramos getting Bartolo Colon. Wilson Ramos has looked real good so far this season. Yes, he has. Usually a slow starter, but he's been good so far this year. I know it's yeah.
0: Wilson Ramos.
1: Yeah. yeah, he he's been he's been looking really good. Um I like I mean, you can go Jason Castro. Pretty much any Astro against Matt Latos,
0: yeah, is gonna to fly with me.
1: There. Yeah. Similarly, on FanDuel, Evan Gaddis is listed as a catcher now.
0: Oh, good. I know he's about to get that eligibility, and most standardly, yeah, uh,
1: he's still just on. He's still just an outfielder on DraftKings, and his price is terrible there. Anyway, he's thirty eight hundred bucks as an outfielder on DraftKings, yeah. and he's twenty three hundred bucks as a catcher. On Fanduel, so you want to roll some Evan Gaddis against Matt Latos? He's twenty-three hundred dollars a catcher on Fanduel. You
0: gotta take him there. Gotta make sure he gets in the lineup. They just brought him. Up yeah, of course, tournament. of
1: course. But, uh, but in, they Preston. also, I mean, they also just sent down Preston Tucker, so there's more room in the outfield. I'm, I think he's gonna be. I think, I think he'll probably get in there. Yeah,
0: but it might be a designated hitter, which is also awesome.
1: well, but they're yeah, yeah. I think, I think
0: he'll get in. He'll find a way in. I like that. Um, I wrote Jan Gomes, getting Brandon mm, Vannegan. He traditionally mm-hmm. likes lefties. He hasn't been great this year, but that's a fine he's, match.
1: He's been heating up lately. I actually, like, I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, yeah, but Jan Gomes has been so bad. And then I looked at it, and he's he's strung together several good – he had three – he had home runs on – let's see. He had home runs on Thursday, Friday, and Monday.
0: Yeah, he, he's heating up. Also, that Reds bullpen, which I keep harping on being really bad – on Tuesday, walked with the bases loaded yes. four times.
1: Yes. So, what a, an exclamation what a, what a feat.
0: Yeah. So if you, there are any Indians you believe in against Brandon Finnegan or more so that bullpen, I say go nuts. So he's on my list. Um, I have Yasmani Grandal getting Nick Tropiano. Yasmini Grandal is a decent floor guy. I think that's fine. Could beat it on him and, uh, maybe more so yeah. the Angels bullpen too. He'll yeah. be okay. And then I wrote, uh, Buster Posey getting Drew Pomeranz because righty on lefty. Drew Pomeranz is not bad though. And he's
1: looked really good. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, he's... I'm not judging anybody that picks Buster Posey ever. Like, there's not really a bad matchup for him, but I don't think
1: it's a good matchup. I mean, Pomeranz is still walking guys like crazy. He's got 19 walks in 40 innings, but that is the only knock you can have on the guy. He's, <laughs> I'm going to read you two quick stats on Pomeranz before we move on. Sure. In 40, 40 innings so far, he's allowed 24 hits. In yeah. 40 innings, and he has 51 strikeouts. He's been real good, and he yeah. gets
0: the pitch in Petco. Yep. And he's left-handed, and so is a lot yep. of the lineup. We'll get to him. That's a good matchup for him. But if you want to go Buster Posey, I don't think you're crazy.
1: Yeah, but, no, uh, he's he's actually the one bat for San Francisco that I would play.
0: Yeah, so you can do that, but there's some other options. Any other catchers for you? Nope. Um, the only other one I, I missed is... Uh, can take Miguel Montero against your boy Jimmy Nelson. I know you'll want to talk about Jimmy Nelson, mm-hmm. um, but that's lefty on righty, and I think he could be fine there. Uh,
1: and I also noticed that he's—I didn't—I forgot to check his price on DraftKings, but he's exceptionally cheap on yeah. FanDuel. I think he's like twenty-three hundred bucks. Yeah, he has pop. He'll be fine. He's in uh, the—he's in the, the Gaddis price range.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Jimmy Nelson is totally acceptable, but I'm—I'm I'm not afraid of picking against him. So yeah. Fun. All right, on to first base. Uh, my list starts with Chris Davis getting Taiwan Walker. I kind of like Taiwan Walker, though. Like, I do too. I, I don't think he's. Mm, I don't know. It's kind of in this weird. Like I like the pitcher, but I also like the
1: hitters. Well, see. So. Like for me, the thing, the the thing with him, and well, here's my thing with with Orioles and with Cubs today is that they're both teams that are facing pitchers that I at least. Sort of believe in, Mm -hmm. and to the point where I'm not super confident about picking against them, and there are so many other options on these slates, on these big slates like this that I am really confident about that I'm probably just not going to end up picking those guys. Yeah,
0: especially when it comes to something like first base where you do have so many options. I agree. I usually like don't have to get cute at first base. I'll take my risks like with my third outfielder or my catcher, but at Mm -hmm. first base, Mm -hmm. like I want the points. So yeah, and there's a lot of places to get them. Yeah, if you want to go, Chris Davis. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I like John Jaso getting Julio Tehran because Julio mm-hmm. tehran has been okay this year, but he has this strong split, this strong weakness against lefties. A lot of these Atlanta starters do, and he's no different. So um, left-handed John Jaso, it's kind of a weird first base option, not a lot of power, but he walks a ton, gets on base a ton, is up near the top of the lineup. So not the, the big power numbers, but at least a high floor. And I think, yeah, that matchup's good for him. Um, I have Mike Napoli getting Finnegan and the Reds bullpen. Mike Napoli's been fine this year. Usually likes to hit lefties this year, a little more on righties. I don't think Finnegan's that great. I think Napoli can do just fine. I yeah. Think Indians are going to score runs there. That's pretty safe. Um, I have Jose Abreu getting Doug Fister. Do you believe mm-hmm. in Doug Fister at all? Nope. No. He's been bad. I think he's getting a little bit better, but he still hasn't been good. So, uh Abreu, Jose
1: is pretty awesome, so yeah.
0: He likes to hit righties. He'll be a-okay um anthony rizzo gets jimmy nelson again you like nelson a little more than i do i don't think he's bad i think rizzo is probably good enough to be mostly matchup proof (laughs) yeah yeah definitely
1: he's also extreme yeah i was just gonna say he's also extremely expensive and like i mean for the matchup i would rather have i mean for 500 bucks cheaper you can have david ortiz taking on edinson volquez yeah that
0: was the last name on my list and i like that a lot ortiz is you know Hitting like it's two thousand four,
1: basically. He's you know turned back the clock a decade, and he's been great. Uh, and and his his is bad. Yeah, he never really he never really has known where the ball is going. Yeah, so,
0: and it's it's going, kind of a problem
1: <laughs> it's going poorly for them this year. So if you yeah. want
0: these, I'm all in there. I think that's a fairly safe one. And so again, to my point, that I don't think Kansas City is as bulletproof as before. Not just the lineup, but you used to kind of think twice about picking against their pitchers because uh, not only defense, but the bullpen is so locked down. You're like, oh no, their last at bats of the game might you know be automatic zeros. I don't know that's the case anymore. I don't think they're a bad yeah. bullpen. They're still easily at like a top ten, top half. Like they're good, but. I'm not like staying away, so yeah. I think Ortiz is is just fine. Um, yeah. Do you have any first baseman we didn't discuss?
1: Um, I mean, I think Hanley is another option. Yeah. Uh, just sure. you know, obviously, same reasons. Um, let's see, uh, Joey Votto. Did you say Votto? I did not say Votto. He's been bad, which is disappointing. Yeah, he has, but he's also got our boy Mike Clevenger, who we'll be talking <laughs> about later. And, I yeah. mean, that's not a match that's going to scare me. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, on, a, on a similar note, I've got Albert Pujols going up against my, my, uh, recently activated from the DL Mike Bolsinger. Okay, yeah. I that's... am not afraid at all of picking on Mike Bolsinger tomorrow, uh, tonight. Yeah. Man, we're recording
0: on Tuesday night, and that's like the second one I've had change already since I like wrote my notes earlier. First, Mike Clevenger comes in, and then I, I had Ross Stripling, but Ross Stripling isn't pitching now. Nope. So, uh, now it's Mike Bolsinger. Yeah, and I mean, neither of them are that exciting. Well, and
1: who knows how long... I mean, Bolsinger could go four innings and then turn it over to a long reliever and, you know... Yeah,
0: so anyway, yeah, if you want poo-holes against him, I think that's that's totally fine.
1: Sure. I like uh, Steve Pierce. Again, sorry, Dickie. Pierce has been on fire lately.
0: Yeah. I usually really like him against lefties, that's where they like to use him the most. But sorry yeah, is just kind of a giant question mark no matter what. Yeah,
1: and Pierce has been hitting everybody lately. This is uh he's also eligible at second base on DraftKings. So yeah. um that I think he's more valuable there, obviously. Yeah. So um, um, I also want... like if you want to do that Indian stack, uh, Carlos Santana uh mm-hmm. Against Brandon Finnegan. I think he's going to get on base a bunch,
0: actually. Yeah. If you take him against the Reds, that's just fine.
1: But that's all I had for first base, I think. Yeah. Okay, uh, on the second base, what are you thinking there at second base? Oh, my goodness. Not much. No. Uh, I'm thinking, honestly, as far as if we're talking about guys that I'm actually going to be putting into my own personal lineups, it's Altuve and Petroya and we're moving on. Yeah
0: even though uh, neither of them has the righty on lefty that they would want, but it shouldn't really matter, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both good matchups. Altuve gets Latos, uh, Pedroya gets Edinson Volquez. Uh, yeah. Both of those guys have been hitting uh, – both Altuve and Pedroia have been hitting so well this year. Um, both of those offenses are really – I mean, especially the Red Sox offense is just ridiculous right now. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think both of those guys are just super safe. And there's – there's nothing else at second base is popping out to me at all. There's not a lot.
0: Um, I have a few. None of that I really like. You can take Robinson Cano getting Chris Tillman. I, I believe in Robinson Cano and Chris yeah. Tillman's very okay. He's, he's very
1: okay. Man, he's... He's very okay. He is, but he's been really good. He is locked in right now. I mean, it's yeah. weird to say about Chris Tillman, but seriously, he's he's got 47 strikeouts and 45 innings. Yeah. Two fifty eighty area, bad. he's been on fire lately. He's got at least seven strikeouts in his last four starts. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I'm I'm okay with Cano. I don't think it's a
1: slam dunk. Yeah, I'm, of course. No, I mean I'm still good with yeah. Cano, but I'm just I'm just you know I'm cautioning with you that no like awesome options. Um, yeah, I'm just cautioning against like stacking against Tillman. Like like yeah. you you know like would have been an automatic choice last year. It's like oh Tillman's starting, let's, sure. let's stack up against him. You know.
0: Um, I have Jonathan Scope getting Taiwan Walker, who, again, mm-hmm. Taiwan Walker is pretty competent, but Jonathan Scope has shown he can run into one. You're just hoping for the home run there. Especially, I guess, you're righty. Yeah, you're just hoping he can run into one there. Um, the, the floor is fairly low in that he does not draw a walk, and so you could easily get a very empty up for four there. Uh, but he could also hit one or two. Um, what about Daniel Murphy getting Bartello? Do you like that at all? Yeah, Murphy's been kind of bad lately, hasn't he? He started so on fire to the year, but yeah, wasn't with a lot of power. Oh, no, was, he's, he's still been pretty good. It's a yeah. lot of just BABIP, you know, but he, they they moved him up. He's batting behind Bryce Harper. That mm-hmm. offense is okay, and... Spartolo, who we all love, but he's not a guy you need to avoid the matchup on. Yeah, certainly rugby, not. That's fine. Certainly not. Yeah, and I then think then. that's fine. And then, yeah, Altuve and Pedroia. And then um, my last at second base is uh Gene Segura at Nate Vivaldi. I think it's totally fine. Another guy who's kind of been benefiting from uh, a lot more BABIP than power. But you're yeah. keeping him up near the top of that lineup. Oh, uh, well.
1: I don't I don't really have much of a problem picking against Uvalde either. I do mm-hmm. think he's showing some promise with, you know, the strikeout to walk ratio looks really good. There, mm-hmm. There's definitely some things to like about him, but he's still just serving up dingers like crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I think Segura can make some contact there and get on. And I don't know, he's involved in scoring for them a lot, so... Uh,
1: don't well, love he's, it. He's he's weirdly got five homers too. So yeah, you know, and yeah. playing in that ballpark does crazy things to a man. He's uh, enjoying the desert for sure.
0: You know, I mean, other than that, you can go. I mean, you can take Chase Utley against Nick Tropiano if you want. I don't know what's exciting about that, but you can, you know. Yeah, maybe for like cash games. Yeah, uh, like
1: fifty-fifties.
0: Yeah, but there's nothing really exciting for sure. It's a, yeah, it's it's a place to maybe go cheap or punt. You know. Um, you can go Ben Zobris against Jimmy Nelson, but why? I mean it's not bad, but it's not. Yeah,
1: bad. it's okay. That I mean that's just kind of what I feel about a second base today. Like there's a yeah. lot of these things where it's like, well, I wouldn't blame you, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it's not exciting. Like you said, Steve Pierce if he's eligible it is not Yeah,
1: bad. Steve yeah. Steve Pierce if you're on DraftKings, I'd say you just plug in Steve Pierce and move on. And hope he runs into a
0: knuckleball. Um, yeah. all right. Third base actually has exciting options. It does. Third base has a uh, guys you might like. We haven't mentioned any Mets against Gio Gonzalez because Gio Gonzalez has been awesome. He um, has. David Wright likes to hit lefties, but he does. Uh, you can take it. Gio has been so good though. And David Wright. Yeah. I'm I'm Tywin not right picking right? anybody against Gio right now. He's on fire. Yeah. So David Wright's an option. Probably not where we're going before second base, maybe, but at third base, there's so many more places to go. <laughs> Manny Machado gets Taiwan Walker. Uh, Hard not to love Manny Machado. He's becoming, you know. A, He's so. just matchup proof. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to pay there, that's fine. On the flip side, I'm okay with Kyle Seager against Chris Tillman. I'm not as I, I, like, him that. As I are, like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Seager's been
1: Seager's been hitting the ball real well
0: this month. Yep. You can take uh, Todd Frazier against Doug Fister. It's righty on righty, but it
1: shouldn't matter. Doug Fister's been bad. I love that. Has yeah, Frazier's been awesome. Uh, you make sure he's healthy. Uh, he missed yeah. Tuesday with an illness, but I did read just before we went on the air. I did read that he entered the on deck circle as a potential pinch hitter with two outs, but the inning ended before he got in, so he would have. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, if he was available to pinch hit tonight, you'd think yeah. he'd be playing tomorrow. So, I think Frazier would be fine.
0: Yeah. I have a uh, Chris Bryant getting Jimmy Nelson, which is mm-hmm. also pretty matchup proof. Chris Bryant's a monster. It's yeah, a of course, so many of good course. Young third baseman, it's nuts. Um, Nolan Arenado gets Adam Wainwright. Uh, Wainwright's was, been terrible. Something's broken. Something's not right there, and it's not the David Price thing where the peripherals look good and it's just like right. Fine. Yeah, w- Wainwright the peripherals has peripherals look bad. Wainwright
1: has 26 strikeouts in 45 innings to go with his 6.8 ERA. Yeah, and he's walking everybody. <laughs> it's, he's broken, which is the too only, bad. I don't want
0: I like him. I want him to be good, but he's bad.
1: It's, yeah, I will say that there aren't a lot of Rockies that I like. Solely, solely, solely—I mean, Arenado is one who I'm always gonna like, but uh, solely just because that—that's just not a great ballpark, and so many Rockies players kind of keep inflated price tags even when yeah. they play outside of course so yeah, the,
0: the course hangover is complicated it's yeah. one of the weirdest things in baseball is, is. course field. field is one of the weirdest things in baseball yeah well
1: i mean i i, I always say that arizona's right up there oh yeah it's you also know funky. I, yeah it's every bit as weird but yeah.
0: anyways, um, so if, if you want Arenado against Wainwright, I'm fine with that. You're going to pay for it. I think that's okay. Yeah. Travis Shaw getting instant some case. Love Travis it. Shaw's Love awesome. It. Yeah. He took that starting job, had to win it, and then just like ran away with it. And it's been great. He didn't uh, like barely cling
1: to it. He's been great. I especially like him on FanDuel. He's 3,500 on FanDuel as opposed to 4,600 on DraftKings. So if sure. you're on FanDuel, Shaw's yeah. looking great. I
0: think he's off top of my head hitting like 330 or something.
1: Yeah, Uh, he's at, oh, wow, look at you, 329. Yeah, he's been great, like,
0: with Travis Shaw. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I love Travis Shaw. He's going to be in a lot. I'm going to have him in a lot of lineups tomorrow. I will.
0: And I trust him in Kansas City. Some people will be turned off to that.
1: (sighs) Edinson Volquez, man, he does not scare me at all.
0: Yep. My last name at third base is Jake Lamb. Getting Navy Evaldi, who I think will be totally just fine. Uh, he batted fourth, right behind uh, Goldschmidt on Tuesday. Like yep. that's how much they believe in him. And yep. I get it? He's doing yep. that well. He's yes. guy whose AAA numbers are finally uh, matching up uh, to the major leagues. So um,
1: uh, I also threw one more in there. Just if you're sure. looking, if you're looking to complete an Astros stack, but you don't really have the money to spend up everywhere, Luis uh-huh. Valbuena has actually been showing some signs of life. Lately,
0: yeah, I hope so. We liked him a lot last year, and he has not done a lot yet this I year. Mean he,
1: he homered on Sunday,
0: yeah, would would like to see it. Um, they're gonna have like a weird, complicated infield now. They brought up uh, Conor yeah, Moran, and like I think Gaddis yeah, is gonna make things weird. They're trying to figure things out because they've been bad and the yeah, they stuff. have so they're shuffling around. I think Luis Albuena will still get his uh, his at uh, bats, but yeah,
1: I'm sure, he's in that. But line. I mean, Matt Latos... Yeah, yeah I am picking it I'm picking Chicago. anybody against Latos, yeah, exactly.
0: If Calwin is in, I'm in there. Sure.
1: Yeah, but that's all I had for third base.
0: Yeah, plenty of options, plenty of places to yeah, go whether are you want to pay or not. Um, How about shortstop? Where do you think you're going at shortstop?
1: Okay, Uh, once again, <laughs> Red Sox or Astros with a pulse. And as it turns out, Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa both have a lot more than that. I yeah. love those. Ma- I mean, Xander Bogarts against Edison Volquez, great matchup. Carlos Correa against Matt Latos, great matchup. Yeah. Um, I like Seager against Tropiano. He's been good. Yeah. Uh yeah, I like I like Corey Seager. I like both Seegers today. Kyle Seeger and Corey Seager. Yeah. Both good options tonight. Yeah. I want to talk about Gray
0: and Xander again, because they're two guys who again prefer lefties but are getting righties. But I've been saying for the past week or two. Even though Xander Bogarts does have crazy splits, he's way better against lefties and righties, he's still good against righties. Like and
1: especially, it. like, against a bad righty, I'm not, yeah. gonna, you
0: know... A lot of people are like, oh, no, he's better against lefties, and, like, the bigger the split, the more they want to avoid it. And I'm like, I get that. Maybe you're not getting the full potential, but, like, he's not crazy
1: expensive. He's still his righties, and, like you said, it's a bad righty. It's not like he can't yeah. get him. It's a I'm, bad I'm righty. If it was yeah. a good righty, it'd be a totally different story. But against, you know, an Edinson Volquez, who yep. cares?
0: I, I'm in on Xander Bogarts, and same with Carlos Correa, who's just crazy talented. I get yeah. extra excited when he gets a lefty. But Yeah, oh, of
1: course, of course, yeah. And, I mean, Corey Seager, if you want the platoon advantage, uh, I, I think Corey Seager against Nick Chopiano is, is a great one. Um, I really like Francisco Lindor uh, at yep. – at, at, At Brandon Finnegan, that's that's just you know I'll I'll be shocked if Lindor doesn't do something good tomorrow. Right, Um, and then Finnegan and the Reds bullpen again. The Red starters, some of them are
0: a little bit intriguing, but none of them are going to go that deep. Right, you know you're getting half the game. You're it's like
1: Finnegan slash Reds bullpen. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I like Aladmis Diaz because he loves hitting lefties and he gets Chris Rusin and then. Here's a, This is only interesting on Fanduel, but holy crap, Jed Jerko is twenty one hundred dollars on Fanduel, and he likes to hit lefties. And he loves hitting lefties, so he'll be in there tomorrow. You know, though, they they're not going to play Colton Wong against a lefty, so Jerko's not, gonna no. Jerko's gonna play. And like on DraftKings, he's thirty four hundred bucks. So I'm probably I'm probably going Diaz over Jerko for the extra two hundred bucks on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, where there's a twelve hundred dollar difference, I'm yeah, man, Jed Jerko for twenty one hundred bucks against Chris Rusin. I'm going nuts on that one. I like that a lot. That's that's
0: really good. He you know he had such that one really bad year in San Diego, and he's kind of a low on base, high power guy. Mm-hmm. He has the pop to run into one for sure. And he definitely likes lefties. So he
1: loves hitting lefties.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's a good one. Um, the only other shortstop I had you didn't mention, and this is only if you want to get real cheap and you aren't playing Jed Jerko, uh, Jimmy Rollins getting Doug Fister They keep batting him near the top of the lineup. He has uh, just enough power and just enough speed to, like, hopefully get some points for you, maybe. Yeah. But- He's the most boring option in the world, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't think that it's a it's a terrible idea if you want to yeah I don't either. I would it's, agree with that. Know, it's it's Doug Fister, and mostly again because they're batting around the top, which they should not be. But no, I, but they
1: shouldn't. But you know, in, in fantasy, it's oftentimes just as much about the opportunity as it is about the skill.
0: Yeah, so Jimmy Rollins is an option, a very boring option, but if he fits your uh, – if he's the last position you're picking a shortstop and he's the one in your price range, I yeah. don't think you're crazy. You're um,
1: fine.
0: Yeah, any other shortstops for you? Nope. Okay, on to the outfield. Scott, uh, what are you thinking in the outfield?
1: All right, well, if you want to go expensive, Mike Trout against Mike Bolsinger, just I'm licking my lips at that one. Yeah, are you <laughs> at all – worried about him just not having much support about
0: the angels being so bad or you just like it's well
1: in a game like this with Bolsinger coming back from the dl and he's not that good to start with i'm not too worried about the angels offense tonight
0: yeah and the dodgers bullpen who only has one good pitcher
1: right (laughs) yeah exactly um mookie bets against edinson volquez again just the red sox red sox hitters right now are just so hot. Throw Jackie Bradley in there. Oh, he's
0: going to ask. Yeah, Jackie Bradley
1: though is stupid expensive on DraftKings. Really? Uh, um, he's okay. So on DraftKings, here's how the outfield breaks down. Mike Trout 5300, Mookie Betts 5200, Jackie Bradley 5100. And then Harper five thousand. He's uh, more expensive than Bryce Harper on DraftKings. All right. You're correct. That's outrageous. <laughs> but I on like-
0: FanDuel, FanDuel, go ahead and play some Jackie Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is not an option at all. But uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so, are you in general in a vacuum? Do you like Jackie Bradley?
1: Yeah, I do. I I've always loved the skill set. I've just kind of been waiting for it to come together, and I yeah. think it's pretty safe to say that it, it's it, it if it hasn't, it's it's well on its way.
0: Yeah, just looking for some
1: consistency, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he, huge games, man. When he hits those hot streaks, he is fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down you want to suspendisk getting in Gonzalez. If you really want to pick against the lefty, you can. I don't think you or I are going to do that, but you could. Nope. Um, you mentioned Bryce Harper. gets Bartolo Colon. Go nuts. Why not? You know that'll be just fine. Um, do you like Nelson Cruz getting Chris Tillman? Do you believe in that enough, or are you still just trying to avoid that? Um, mm,
1: I Cruz is one of those guys where against a bad bad righty, I would, but mm-hmm. he does really prefer lefties and. I think I would I, I think there's just so many options tonight. Yeah.
0: Again at outfield and at first base. It's like you don't have to get cute. There's so many like yeah. bona fide, yeah. trustworthy ones. Um I'm all over Gregory Polanco getting Julio Tehran. Again, it's not like I don't like Andrew McCutcheon, it's just Gregory Polanco's left handed and Julio Tehran struggles that way so badly yeah. that uh yeah. Gregory Polanco's the guy to go with there. I think they've been using Matt Joyce a little bit also,
1: both yeah.
0: fine. That's yeah. totally an option. Um, I wrote Jay Bruce
1: against your boy Mike Clevenger. Yeah, that's gonna be fine. I've got that too. Also, actually, Adam Duvall. um, Yeah, he has. It's Ruddy versus Ruddy, but Duvall has very extreme reverse platoon splits. That guy can't hit lefties at all. Yeah. Well, we're still figuring out if he can hit at all. But right. uh, But he's he's looking. Yeah, he has power, and I mean, in in daily. Having power is more important than yeah. being a disciplined hitter, you know? Yeah. So His minor league numbers, there's
0: undeniable homer potential. Yes, there is. He might on base 270, 280 in yeah. the Reds. Yeah. You can run into him, you know? So I, I, I like
1: think. I like Adam Eaton against Doug Fister. Sure. Eaton's been looking much better lately. Uh, I, I like Cole Calhoun. He's been playing great ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he basically
0: is the only guy other than Albert Buchholz, kind of, who can maybe help Mike Trout out in that lineup.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. I like like Cole Calhoun, for sure.
0: I have, uh, you like, Rajai Davis getting Brandon Finnegan. Yeah, absolutely.
1: He loves hitting lefties. Yeah, he has really
0: power potential against lefties.
1: He does. And then, you know, you worry about him maybe not having the stolen base potential because he's going up against lefty. But like you said, with a Brandon Finnegan start, it's going to be four or five innings of Finnegan and four or five innings of that Cincinnati bullpen. So he's got chances to steal bases against righties later. So I, I, I really like Rajai Davis tonight, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. What Marlon Byrd, for that matter, even
0: if you really want to dig in there against him, yeah, I don't hate that. I like Marlon Byrd. He has power.
1: It's kind of like Adam Duvall. I feel like it, on you know opposite ends of the career. Maybe, well, but here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. If you're on if you're on DraftKings, Adam Duvall and Marlon Byrd are the exact same price. They're thirty eight hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. On FanDuel, Duvall is thirty seven hundred and Marlon Byrd is twenty six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a that's not bad at all. That's... So, I I'll, I mean, if you're building an Indian stack against Brandon Finnegan, I think a $2,600 Marlon Bird fits in quite nice.
0: Yeah, I I give the thumbs up to that and going to Cincinnati. Same sure. thing with Matt
1: Holliday's 2600 bucks on FanDuel also, and he's got Chris Rusin. That's too so, cheap. Uh, yeah, that's way too cheap.
0: Yep, he might be at first base. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I'm yeah. not in there. Um How about George Springer getting Matt Latos? Yes, yes, got... yes. Yep. Yes. yep. Uh, I have Dexter Fowler getting your boy, Jimmy Nelson. Dexter uh, Fowler has been so good. Yeah. He's been really good and he's batting at the top of that lineup. So if they yeah. put up a ton of runs, he could be really involved in that. Uh, and he's a switch hitter. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of points to be out. Even if
1: they put up three runs, he's usually involved in two. <laughs> he's yeah. just on base constantly. Yeah. He's a tough out and he's
0: batting in one of the best places to bat. in baseball Yeah, lineup. absolutely. Yeah. Um, um so you had Matt Holliday, I also had uh, Steven Piscotty and Randy yep. Other right handed batters.
1: Uh Gritchick I don't like. Uh Gritchick can't hit lefties. He is yeah. one of those weird reverse platoon guys.
0: It's, I feel like he's had years where he can and years where he can't, but that's enough to make me not really trust him.
1: Yeah, know? especially yeah. when you you can pick Biscotti and Holiday if you're looking to yeah. stack. You've already got two guys in that outfield who are both great options. Yeah, again, it's outfield.
0: There's so many other options. Uh, where else are you thinking in the outfield? Um,
1: I have so? – we've been jumping around a bit, but I believe I only have three names left on my list. I okay. have um, – as bad as the Yankees have been, Jacoby Ellsbury against Shelby Miller is sure. ju- it's juicy. Um, and then, man, I've really been impressed with those Dodgers outfielders lately. Trace Thompson and Jock Peterson are both absolutely on fire right now.
0: Jock Peterson, two more homers on Tuesday night. Yep.
1: And Trace Thompson's trying to get a starting job. Uh, he, well, he looks like he's good. He started four straight games over Kyle Crawford, and they've all been against righties.
0: Yeah. If he can so get in So he's got there, that job. Yeah. He doesn't blow it. So if he gets in there, it's Shelby Miller, it's the desert. That bullpen's not any good. Like
1: Carl sure. Crawford is like the Jimmy Rollins of outfielders. You he's know? So like, yeah. If you like if you've got someone who's young and has a pulse, you're you're eventually gonna give him a the job. Yeah, <laughs> you should. You should.
0: Uh yeah, like the Yankees outfielders. I wrote Brandon Drury and Yasmani Tomas against Nadia Valdi. They're both fine, but they're not Again, if this were shortstop or catcher, I'd be like, yeah, but it's outfield. I feel like there's more exciting places to go than, than I do. I do.
1: Man, Drury
0: has a heck of a hit tool. Yeah, and he's been using it so far. He, he worked his way into a starting job. That's Yeah, sure. he has.
1: He's, he's, he's an interesting guy.
0: Yeah, that might be all mine. I have Rockies outfielders getting Wayne right, but again, that chorus hangover is kind of pushes me away a little bit.
1: Yeah, so, and uh, when there's like, yeah, and like you said, in, in the outfield, there's just so many options.
0: Yeah, places to go that I don't hesitate about. So yep, yep. okay. Um, I think that's it for outfielders for us. Um, on to pitching, though. That's the interesting part of this day. There's definitely is. Some, some place to go. You go. Let's start with Jimmy Nelson because you told me you re- recently wrote about Jimmy Nelson. So tell me I about I, Jimmy Nelson, and then throw it out the window because he matches up against the Cubs, right? Right.
1: No, we're, you're you're absolutely not playing Jimmy Nelson tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. here's here's the thing. So I. I wrote about Jimmy Nelson on Monday. This is the second time I've written about him. I wrote about him back when he was in AAA uh, when I saw him pitch a couple of times. And he's he's a very interesting pitcher to follow his career because he's very clearly a thinking man's pitcher, the way that he purposely and distinctly evolves his game. Uh, Last season, he developed two different curveballs, one a little bit faster, one a little bit slower. And this year he has completely changed the way that he attacks left-handed hitters. Um, he's kind of developed his four seamer as a weapon against lefties that he's bringing up and in, and it's doing a really great job of changing the eye level. Um, it's had a really nice effect on his off-speed pitches, uh, Left-handers are not hitting him well anymore. Like last year, last year lefties hit him, I mean the reason that he was he's been so mediocre as a major leagues Well, not mediocre, he's been good, but yeah. you know, the the reason the he's the reason he's been yeah, his big weakness is against lefties. Last year, lefties hit 298 381 495 off of Jimmy Nelson. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. This year though, 205 286 407. Right. Because he has stuff. He has plenty of tools. He does. And, you know, so he's eliminated his platoon splits. There's another thing with Nelson is that he's weirdly significantly better at home. Yeah. Which is bizarre because they play in that ballpark. But we're talking, like, he's got, like, a 250 ERA in his career in that park.
0: Every once in a while, there's guys that do that. And it's, you know, there's a million reasons you can hypothesize why that would be. You know, nobody really knows. Um, My favorite back in the day was always Wandy Rodriguez for a while. Before he yeah. was, like, a, like, standard mixed league guy. He was a stream-at-home guy, and that was great. And then um there's another one that, that was similar. But every once in a while there's a guy that that's a thing, and we can come up with a million guesses as to why that would be, especially, like, in this case where it doesn't make sense, you know.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Nelson, Nelson is he's just the kind of guy that at this point, I'm not sure who to pick against him because he's eliminated these platoon splits. Yeah. And then when he's so significantly better at home, obviously, he doesn't he doesn't scare me away from the Cubs. But with so many other options in this slate. I don't feel the need to play Cubs either. But then on the other side of it, you've got who's uh, who started? Oh, John Lackey. Yeah, and I do still really like John Lackey because, um, man, that Brewers lineup can hit. It can hit, man. Yeah,
0: there's some interesting guys there. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure I'm taking either side of that of that of that yeah. pitching matchup.
0: It's an interesting game. I can't believe what Chase Anderson did on Tuesday. Chase <laughs> oh Anderson, oh my goodness, uh, bra- <laughs> Yeah, uh, Matt and I uh, love Chase Anderson. Two years ago, when we we're doing the show, our first season. We sponsored Dallas Keuchel on his baseball reference page to the <laughs> podcast. It was two years ago and it was before he blew up, and so right. it was like really cheap. It was like fifteen bucks for the year or something like that. And then at the end of the year after it was up, like he had had his breakout year, and they're like, "Cool, do you want to resub up again for two hundred dollars or something like that?" Like, no. So we picked a new pitcher that we hadn't broken out yet, we we're real excited about. It. And last year it was Chase Anderson, and Chase Anderson has not broken out. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, feel the streams. Pod, uh, sometime this summer it'll expire, but we sponsor him. So we've been really sad that he's been bad so far this year. And he's, he has skills, and we think he can turn around, but he's been so homer-prone. Yeah. And so, like, last time out, he was all right, and he was about to have a quality start, and then he, like, gave up a homer. And you're like, oh, almost had a homerless outing. And then this one, no-hitter into the 8th against the Cubs. He had, like, a 6-plus yeah. ERA coming in. Thought it was going to be brutal. No-hitter into the 8th. Gets one out from a shutout. He has Jason Hayward 0-2. And then he gives up Jason Hayward's first homer of the year on an 2 pitch. <laughs> so there goes the shutout. And he gave up a homer. And then immediately gives up one to Bryant back-to-back afterwards. Two runs. <laughs> and he exits, and I'm like, Chase Anderson, you were so close to having shut out and no homers and i don't know still awesome still a good sign i still I think skill. Cool. so Come close on,
1: so close yet still chase anderson
0: uh, so I, I like him. I, I mean, don't run out and grab him. I don't trust him yet, but like, I want, right. I want to see him to be okay. Anyway, uh, so Jimmy Nelson, I trust. I mean, I don't want to like have a one start memory and be like, see, Chase Anderson did it. So Jimmy Nelson can't like, no, the Cubs are still a terrifying matchup.
1: Yeah, um, they absolutely are. Uh,
0: so we mentioned Gio Gonzalez a few times. Yes. 193 ERA. He hits the Mets. Mets don't have that many right handed guys. It's David Wright. It's Yeah. You know, doing yeah.
1: And I was looking this up. I you know, the Mets have been hitting a lot better lately, in general, mm-hmm. but they still have the league's worst twenty six point seven percent strikeout rate against lefties.
0: Yeah. And you know, Gio Gonzalez can strike a few people out
1: sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a is that the ace of the day? Close. <sighs> it I mean so many of these other "quote unquote" aces are in crappy spots. I mean, yeah. if you want to spend the money, I mean, if you want to spend the money on betting that Francisco Liriano bounces back against the Braves of all teams. See, I
0: am a hundred percent in on that, and it's because yeah. not only are the Braves so bad, but they don't hit lefties. They're all left-handed. Yeah. I guess Liriano yeah. can have those backward splits, but like, I don't care at all. I just I streamed John Neese nice against the Braves the other day and he had a quality start.
1: Like, right. Yeah. I, I'm all in. I, I think Liriano could dominate here. And I think so many people are going to be scared away because of the combination of price tag and bad last outing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so uh, I, I honestly, for me, Liriano is probably the ace of the day because you look at he's going to be really low owned and uh-huh. the matchup is fantastic. It's a slam dunk win. I, I mean, I'm on really FanDuel, like that. that's worth 12 points, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Liriano's looking looking good to me. I also love Gio Gonzalez. Uh, those yeah. are my two. Those are my two. If you're spending up, those are the guys to do it on, I think.
0: Yep. Um, I like Taiwan Walker. When you go to Baltimore, there's a lot of strikeouts to be had, but there's also a lot of homers. So it's kind of a very volatile option in terms of if the ball stays in the park, you can cruise. If it goes over, you can be in for a bad day. So if yeah. you're in a GPP. And, and you like the volatility Taiwan Walker is totally intriguing I would yep. not be surprised at all if he had a good day yeah but uh you know, ruin your day so Jaco de goes to Toronto I love Jayco de and he's been
1: he's been quite good he's already had two starts against Toronto this year he had the one on April 5th when he struck out 10 and five and two thirds yeah. And then he started against them again on May first. Uh, went seven innings, six strikeouts. I mean, he's been he's been good against them. He, uh, two two in hits general. in the game. I mean, he is good. Uh,
0: good. You would have to be brave, but I don't it's think it's another. Be crazy. Yeah,
1: I think it, I think it's in the exact same boat as Tywin Walker. Yeah. Where he, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those matchups where he could be great and he could be really bad. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I think that's an option. I don't have a ton yeah. of confidence, but that's an option. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, R.A. Dickey against Tampa Bay is not bad. Uh, that's one of our, our streaming options. And Matt is going to go with it. Matt's in Canada. Matt's watching hockey. Matt's, uh, drinking Canadian beer. Matt is going with, uh, gave me his pick and it's R.A. Dickey against the Rays. I don't think that's bad because they can't hit righties, you know? Mm-hmm. Not so, at all. Uh, I think R.A. Dickey's just fine pick and that's his. Um, I trust John Lackey and Milwaukee a little bit more than you do, but I don't love it. That's not exciting. There's not a lot to get from there. How about uh, David Price getting the Royals? Is it just too many red flags there for you?
1: No, I'm... (sighs) I'm saying, oh, man, that start against the Yankees was so bad, though. Oh, my he's goodness. He's been so
0: bad. Like, I mean, but
1: he was so good against the Astros. Yeah, but the, he's... But, the, but then, on the other hand, the Astros have been so bad. So what do you make of this? You know, like, it's it's very hard to make anything of this. When he had you yeah, know, you... two two consecutive bad starts against the Yankees? Yeah.
0: Well, okay, so... When Adam Wainwright has really bad ratios and really bad peripherals, I walk away. He's broken. But the frustrating thing is the Chris Archer thing or the David Price thing, where the peripherals look just fine, but the results aren't there. So, okay, it's BABIP, or okay, it's home run per fly ball rate. Okay, okay, like maybe. Um, the other one, just like when you're trying to come up with like narratives to explain what's going on, like the home road thing, you can say tipping pitches. You know, nobody knows that. And sometimes they say that or like, Oh, it's mechanical issues. Like maybe I don't know. Um, I do know he's getting hit. I do know. I mean, it's,
1: it's, it's awfully, it's awfully strange to look at a guy who's got 65 strikeouts in 48 innings. Yeah. With an ERA north of six.
0: Yeah. Filthy stuff. I mean, it's one of those things. It's Joe Blanton syndrome. We always used to talk about on this podcast. Is he throwing too many strikes?
1: And you like <laughs> stop
0: putting it in the zone that much, they're smashing it. I don't know. um, I do know that I'm not that afraid of the Royals anymore. Well, you're yeah, and and
1: crew. I just looked like, it up, and they are especially. Mediocre against left handers, as yeah. it turns out. It's it's
0: Eric Hosmer and who else? Like, I'm not that worried about Lorenzo Kane. Actually, like you know what? Left-hand. They're
1: just really mediocre against everybody this year. Yeah. <laughs> They're
0: just I'm mediocre. not worried about Salvador Perez. I'm not worried about yeah. Lorenzo Kane. Yeah. I'm not worried about.
1: I, I mean, you can use Price if you want to. I think, I mean, yeah. price, is a good in, price, price is in the Liriano boat, except yeah. just not quite as high of an upside because yeah. Kansas City is just better than Atlanta.
0: I. I don't know. I, I think you can go with David Price, but if he blows up again, I can't act, you know, shocked. Right, he's yeah, doing exactly.
1: It. Yeah, and Kansas City, while they haven't shown a whole lot, you know, offensively this year, there's still, those are that's still a team that can hit. I mean, they're yeah. going to they're gonna be better than this, you yep. know.
0: So I had Ross Stripling against the Angels, and I was in on that. I was fine with that. He gone. But he's not pitching. It's Mike Bolsinger, and I'm not in on Mike Bolsinger. No, no no maybe one day but no like so it's weird that i was actually like there's a downgrade from ross stripling i trusted ross stripling in a scenario and yeah and, like, well yeah, i don't guess, love ross stripling did
1: but, you did you learn a valuable lesson about trusting ross stripling
0: i just that he gets replaced and it starts by i don't know they're i don't know it's good. they're, they're like, just trying to get that I'm, rotation some rest
1: he gets Bolsinger.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, Nick Tropiano gets the Dodgers. I like Nick Tropiano is a spot starter in good situations. Uh-huh. I don't think against the Dodgers is a great situation for him.
1: I do like him. Uh, if you're on DraftKings where you've got the two pitchers, I think he's a really interesting second pitcher option because he's – Bizarrely cheap on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. He's fifty-seven hundred bucks on DraftKings. Yeah, that's, that's really cheap. And especially yeah, when you're looking at a matchup against, you know, a mediocre pitcher coming off the DL. Mm-hmm. He's got a better chance at a win than you would usually have against the Dodgers. You know, mm-hmm. um, that offense should be able to put up some runs for him against Bolinger slash bullpen. And uh, yeah, I mean. If you're looking for somebody for that second slot in DraftKings or if you're playing, you know, a 50-50 game on either side, and you just want somebody safe, I think Tropiano, I, 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 I would be surprised if he's terrible. Yeah, you know, and he's got such a good chance of getting that cheap win because of Mike Bolsinger.
0: Yeah, hopefully he gets some run support there from the Angels. Yeah, like I was Um, saying, I,
1: I would not, I would not touch him on FanDuel, but as a second, as a second pitcher on DraftKings, I'm interested.
0: And then this latest game of the day, Johnny Cueto goes to the Padres. Go nuts! Absolutely. If you want to spend yeah. the money, it's gonna be expensive. If you want to spend the money, that's a good matchup. It's insane. I, there you go. He's you know, be I
1: I like both Cueto and Pomeranz a lot on yeah. on DraftKings where the win is not as meaningful. Yes. But on FanDuel when the win. Costs twelve points. I'm not rolling the dice on guys that are facing a pitcher that you know on, on two guys that are facing pitchers as good as they are.
0: Sure, no, that absolutely makes sense. So That's on DraftKings, really on
1: DraftKings, I totally agree. I'm I'm mm-hmm. either side of this matchup, loving yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So the the Queda one is not creative. It's just a good solid pitcher getting a bad matchup. So go nuts. Pomeranzu is at least a little more interesting. Um, but again, he's been awesome, and there's so many left-handers in that Giants lineup, and Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we're all in there on both sides. Pomeranz yep. is a little less popular, but I, I say go nuts. No, he's
1: also a little cheaper. So yeah.
0: So um, other than that, the only guy we had left is who we were talking about before the podcast, and uh, oh, I man. <laughs> I had Josh Tomlin, and then late on Tuesday they swapped out this fella named Mike Clevenger is going to Cincinnati. Can I and go I, ahead
1: and use? Lying. Can I go ahead and use one of your catchphrases and say go crazy? Sure. Sure, I think it's no. time. It, I'm going to explain to you why it's time to go crazy on Mike Clevenger. Because
0: I, um, I, I, my
1: first reaction was pass, no thanks. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, mine too. So if you're on DraftKings, uh, too bad, Mike Clevenger is not on DraftKings, so yeah. you will not be playing him. Those of you on FanDuel, let's uh, let's sit down and have a little conversation here. Yeah. So on FanDuel, Mike Clevenger costs three. Thousand dollars, which is an amazing price for. Uh, by comparison, Chris Rusin is the next cheapest pitcher at fifty eight hundred. Right, and we already know what Chris Rusin is, and that's not very. I good. mean, Mike Clevenger is cheaper than Yadier Molina on this slate. <laughs> yeah, and he can get a win. Well, and so here's the thing, you know, yeah. when you're when you're playing, especially like in GPPs, you always try to keep in mind that you need the upside for each player to, you know, have six X value, you Mm -hmm. know? And so Mike Clevenger on his $3,000 salary would need to generate 18 points. (laughs) Yeah. To get your six X value. And I know that's a little different for pitchers because pitcher is where you need to get a lot of points, but still, I mean, so Clevenger, I'm looking into him. He just came back from Tommy John surgery last year. Uh, He's got Mm -hmm. some control problems, does walk some guys, Strikeout numbers look good. Uh, He's striking out more than a batter per inning in AAA this year. Um, And this is not the kind of thing where they're bringing a guy up to throw like three or four innings. I was looking at it. uh, He's had seven starts this year. He has finished at least five innings in six of those seven starts. Right. Uh, He just went six innings in his last start, so it's not like he's not ramped up. It's not like they're starting somebody, you know, bringing somebody who used to be a starter out of the bullpen. This is a guy who regularly throws six innings. Right. So the Reds, who are just god-awful all kinds of terrible against right-handed pitching, I mean, the Reds on the season – are the fourth-worst overall offense against right-handers, and they're striking out 23% of the time.
0: Right. You're worried about Joey Votto, who's been bad. Yeah. And you're worried about Jay Bruce, who's been okay.
1: Yeah. And after that...
0: They have, they have guys I like against lefties, like Cozart
1: and, uh-huh. and Brandon Phillips, but uh-huh. like not against righties, no. I mean, so, and, and especially, like I said, this is fan duel only, so the win comes into play here. That 12-point win, he's pitching against Brandon Finnegan. If Mike Clevenger yeah. pitches five innings and gives up three earned runs and strikes out three guys— and picks up a cheap win, you just got crazy, insane value.
0: Yeah. You're not asking for that much from him.
1: No. So
0: my and biggest so, fear is that he goes four and a third. <laughs> you like, you get robbed of that win. But, right.
1: But, I mean, even still, even, uh, even at $3,000, yeah. even four and a third of decent pitching is like, well, whatever, it was 3000 so bucks. I just got, you know, seven, eight times value. Right. Uh, so. the, I mean, the, the, the point with Mike Clevenger... Is not even really about Mike Clevenger. The point is that Mike Clevenger costs three thousand dollars and is a starting pitcher who can go six innings. You know, and when you roster Mike Clevenger, I did a little a little thought exercise before we started recording the podcast, and I put together a lineup with Mike Clevenger and. Basically, I'll just summarize it by saying that you can roster whoever you want, wherever you want, if you have Mike Clevenger pitching. You, you just get the Scrooge McDuck around and, like, it is an, of money. It, yeah, I mean, your entire offense is just stud, 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 stud. I mean, I have one, two, three, four, five, right. six. I have six players. I have six hitters. With salaries over four thousand dollars on this yeah. lineup, yeah, it's you just get to play anybody you want. So yeah, Mike Clevenger, hell yeah, yeah, Mike Clevenger. I'm all over Mike Clevenger. This is gonna be awesome. He's gonna get shelled and he's gonna be gone in an inning and a third. But whatever, It'll it's be gonna be it. awesome. It'll be worth it.
0: Yeah, that, that's fun. It'll be you've never been so excited about a Mike Clevenger start. And this is what I said when we started the season. Just for a, we we had an episode about you know. How to play DFS and whatnot, and for me, one of my biggest rules is like have fun with it. Like remember that it is like a game, and that you're not doing it to get rich; you're doing it to have fun. And this sounds really fun to be able to like tune in to watch Mike Clevenger against Brandon Finnegan and be really excited about it. And then have uh, your
1: offense of just like two elite stacks together. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can take you can take Machado and Harper,
1: and I mean.
0: I seriously went
1: through and I just made... I made two full stacks of Astros and Red Sox.
0: Yeah, take Rizzo... And it's like
1: take... all the best players. <laughs> yeah. It's just awesome.
0: So, yeah, I immediately went, oh, Mike Clevenger crossed off the list, and then we talked about it. I'm like, no, you're right. Like, that is
1: actually a, totally a pick. I like... mean, if he... if they... Why did, if they would have priced him normally, Yeah, you know, like you would think, I mean, what would you have expected his price to be like 5,500, you right. know, like probably a little lower than Rusin, but not a lot. Yeah. But for, for 3,000, he's like half the price of the next cheapest pitcher.
0: Yeah. That's going to be fun. I hope we get some tweets. Definitely tweet uh, to us at, at Higgins FOS and at, it's at Scott Strandberg, right?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah. Tweeted it us is.
0: your uh, your lineups that you put together we, with Mike. We need
1: Clevenger. to come up with a clever catchphrase for this. I mean, we're about to experience the Clevenger Revel the clever the Clevelu- No, no, no. I think no. if
0: you even do hashtag Mike Clevenger, I think you might get to start that because I don't think that many people will be. <laughs> Doing hashtag Mike are you
1: crazy? People aren't doing that already. People are just going nuts all over Twitter, just hashtag Mike Clevenger. How is that not trending yet? We'll be starting that. We'll help him get trending. Uh, okay. Tomorrow. Hashtag, that's exciting. Though. Hashtag Clevenger DFS perhaps. It's. I mean, Rich Hill's
0: <laughs> pitching today, and I'm more excited about Mike Clevenger, and that's saying something. That is. That, that is. that is. That's something. Um. All right. Well, I'm excited for that. That's that's Wednesday again. tweet at us if you're going to use that. That'll be fun. Um, Scott, you wrote about Jimmy Nelson as we talked about. What else have you been working on? Anything else to plug?
1: Yeah, not really baseball-wise right now. I mean, I've been doing my usual second base stuff. Uh, I I cover second base as my beat for Mm -hmm. Rotographs. So I've been doing all my usual second base stuff and, uh, you know, occasionally taking some time out to write about mid-rotation starters.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, catch us, Scott, on Twitter, at Scott Strandberg. I'm on Twitter, at HigginsFOS. Scott, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you filling yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Matt's gone. I had Brad on yesterday, and tomorrow, when you're listening to this, so on Thursday... I'm gonna be joined by Steve Adams of MLB Trade Rumors. He was on the podcast a few times last year. We love having Steve. He's making his 2016 debut. He'll be joining me for that show. Oh, you're gonna have like
1: cool walk up music for him or something?
0: I should. I gotta I gotta get a new intro for him or something. Have yeah. Steve on. Or you and could just uh... like
1: you could just like freestyle rap him a song, you know. That's
0: less likely but possible. Less okay. well, I'll just, find out. You know, just keep it in mind. Yeah. And then Friday I'll we'll be back with Brad as our Friday morning show too. Uh, Yeah, and we have uh, a guest. We're still ironing out for that as well. But I'll bring that up on Thursday with Steve. But, uh, yeah, thanks again to Scott. And uh, I'm Dylan. And we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy. Or follow us on Twitter
1: at Rotographs.